Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Refuge Church. Hey, we are here to celebrate. You guys can have a seat. Uh, we got some confetti all over the stage. I love it. This is a party, right? That's how you do it. Hey, welcome to Refuge Church. We're excited that you guys are here. Uh, we are here to celebrate year two of Refuge Church. Uh, and I found this out from the office, all right? Kelly Kapoor on the office. You can't have a party without a theme, right? You can't have a party without a theme. Uh, and so today, uh, the theme for today's party is the best is yet to come. Now, if you believe that the best is yet to come, would you go ahead and just say amen? Amen. amen. I, I truly believe the best is yet to come for Refuge Church and that the best is yet to come for you. Uh, but before we look back, uh, and before we look forward, rather, it's important to look back, to look back and reflect, not reflect on how amazing Refuge Church is, uh, no, that's not it, but we want to reflect on how faithful God has been in year two. So can I share a few of the ways that God has uh, shown up in year two here at Refuge Church? Can I share that with you? All right, one person, all right, I see you, Billy, I'll share this with you, all right, hey, we saw 11 people go from death to life in King Jesus. That's 11 souls that went from being spiritually dead to being made new in Jesus through the power of the gospel. We saw eight baptisms this past year. Well, come on, y'all, wake up. We, eight people went public with their faith in Jesus. And guess what? Today we get to start the count for year three. We gave away, we gave away 165 shoes to children in need right here at Riverwood. We saw 33% growth on Sundays. We gave over $27,000 to missions. Because hey, it's not about us. It's not about what we're doing in this room. Now, hey, those are the, the measurables, right, the quantifiable ways we saw God provide for his church. And I just want to take a moment and look at some of the things that are so much more than a number, so much more than a number. You can't quantify it by just having a number to it. Uh, we gave away school supplies to families uh, in need here at Riverwood. Do you know how much it means to a family when they show up to the open house night and they don't have anything, no school supplies, to be able to give their child supplies, and that's because of your generosity? Uh, I want to celebrate that. That's more than a number of kids having school supplies. Uh, we saw people take next steps with their faith. People lead small groups, serve in new ways, and grew deeper with Jesus. We've seen God warm hearts to the gospel. i got to share one story. Last week, I got an email from someone uh, who's, I, I would describe, has been described to me as a devout atheist for years. I literally got a text that if there was ever an atheist, it was this guy's name. And now he is pursuing Jesus and he's connecting with us through our podcast. Uh, we have seen people who, who said they'd never step foot in a church, uh, not only step foot in this school, all right, where this church meets, right, uh, but they have kept coming back. I can look back and confidently say, God sure has been good to us. But even with all the great things that God has done, I fully believe the best is yet to come. I fully believe it. Not because of who we are, but because of who God is. Uh, in John 15, uh, verse 16, this is Jesus talking. He says this, the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Without going into all the detail of the context there, Jesus is saying that God will give you whatever, ask, whatever you ask for, but it's referring to something. It's referring to you producing fruit. Jesus will give you whatever you ask for so that you will produce much fruit. 
Not so that you get the things that you want, it's so you can make an impact on the people around you. You can make an impact with the kingdom of God. Question for you, is it possible that you're missing out on the power of God in your life because you aren't asking him for, not just asking him for things, but asking him for the things that will help you produce fruit, to be, to be a better neighbor, to be a better husband, to be a better spouse, to be a better father. Because the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. And I believe the best is yet to come because we are seeking God to move. We are asking God big, bold, courageous prayers. We want to seek God to give us fruit. And we ask in his name, it says that he will give you whatever you ask for. And we don't want to be a church that just says we pray. We want to be a church that praise. I'd like to invite our worship team lead and our kids team lead up to the stage. Wait, they're already here. All right, they got it. Crushed it. Um, <clears throat> and as uh, they're getting ready, I, w- I want you to know two things. We are going to pray, not talk about prayer, but today we are going to pray because we don't want to be a church that just says it. We want to be a church that does it, that we pray. And prayer is not a precursor to the work. Prayer is the work. Right? That we would seek God. So today we're going to pray, and this isn't a, a one and done. We want our time of prayer to be a springboard into the prayerfulness that we show as a church throughout this year. So our team leads are going to give us some specific prayer requests for their ministries, their areas where they serve. And we're going to commit, everybody in this room, to pray with them this year. So get your notes app ready. Get your pen and paper ready. All right. Uh, what is it? The, the dullest pencil is sharper than the brightest mind. Something like that. Um, Messed it up, I messed it up, I messed it up for sure. Hey, that's why you need to get your notes app and the pen and paper out. You don't have to remember it like I just forgot. So uh, having said that, Kelsey, all right, let me just stop for a second and say, this is my wife and this is my best friend. So I feel honored that this is year two and I truly believe the best year to come because God has been so good to me. Kelsey, how can we pray for the kids team? Fully anticipate that God is going to continue bringing kids into our kids' department 
and that we get to continue helping them build that firm foundation of understanding who Christ is and what he's done for us. And a part of that is going to be growing our team. Um, And so I ask that you keep that in prayer. But before I move on, I just have to give it up to my team, the Refuge Kids team. If you are serving on Refuge Kids, give it up because they are phenomenal. Yes. Yes. And I don't, I love it. Keep it going. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you understand the magnitude always that being in the kids department is on these children, even if it's nursery or pre-K class or even big kids. Every time we have baptism Sunday, a slew of kids is ready to go because they've put their hope and faith in Jesus. And when you serve in refuge kids, you have a hand on that. No matter what class you're in, you have a hand on that. So my team, I love you. You're amazing. I bow down. You are phenomenal. Um, but I just pray, I ask that you continue praying um, to grow our team. Like I said a minute ago, we're not planning for where we're at. We're planning for what God's going to have in store for us. And we fully anticipate that he's going to bless these ministries largely. Um, and we want to continue growing our team. So, yeah, that's so, that's so good. So good. Joe, would you just actually take a moment and like I said, we're going to pray. Joe, would you pray for our kids' team and pray for these specific requests? Dear God, thank you for this group. Thank you for all of the people who serve with these kids, God. It is, it's huge, the impact they have on their lives, whether they know it or not, God, that they, um, they are leading to these salvations. They are planting the seeds that will just change the lives of these kids and eventually their kids. And just, God, it's a, it's a generational thing that they are getting to start in these classrooms. And God, I just pray that you would continue to show up, that we would see those salvations. We would see those decisions made by those children. Um, it's just so exciting and uh, bringing more people to the team, a nursery a nursery, and a pre-K coordinator. God, just pray that you would uh, send us the right person for that role, somebody that would invest everything into these kids as you have invested everything into us, God, because ultimately if we take you out of it, we're, we're not doing anything here. So God, I pray that we would keep that focus on you and we would uh, continue to grow the team, that we would make it so that... Um, we just have so many people that want to serve with these kids, that know these kids, that want to just be a part of their lives just because they want that impact that you have had on them to shine into these kids. God, I just pray that it continues. We continue to see the lights coming out of these kids' classrooms because it is just so exciting to see the hope and joy that comes from a little kid that just learned about Jesus or that just learned the connection, uh, putting it all together, that they can have everlasting life through you. It's all these things we pray in your son's name. Amen. 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 Hey, real quick, if you're a refuge kid, will you just say this back to me? Go, ow! Yeah, hey, we're excited. The kids are in here today. Kids are loud, all right? They're, they're noisy, uh, and I would not have it any other way. So if you feel like my kids are being loud, don't worry about it. They're being just fine. Joe, how can we pray for the worship team? So for the worship team, uh, we have a few few goals, as you can see on here. So deeper engagement, just to feel the worship in here, it is just so, having a full room makes such a big difference, but even when we don't, just seeing hands raised, hearing you guys sing back, it just, it amplifies that energy that we get from God and that we give straight back to God. Uh, it's just, it's so exciting to, to feel the energy that God is just moving through the room. Uh, growing the team, we always want more people on stage. We always want more people to sing, we want more people to play instruments, we want more people to be involved because 
we have kind of become a family up here. So you get to you get to rely on one another. You get to say, hey, I need this weekend off because I'm doing this with my kids. Is there anybody that can step in? And just to grow that team gives us that margin, gives us that chance to support one another in ways that you don't get to when you, you don't know the needs. And then uh, continue to strive for excellence. So before I do this one, can you guys just give a round of applause for the worship team because they're pretty awesome. Like they, they, It is so... This is not a new goal. This is something we've been doing is just continue to strive for excellence, not because we want to look good up here. That's not what we're doing this for. We're doing this to give that worship to God. We're doing this because he is actively in our lives and we want people to know that. We want people to know there's a reason to worship. It's not just because we like to sing. It's absolutely nothing to do with us being up here. It is all about what God is doing in our hearts, what God is doing in our lives, and we just give him that glory every time. That's good, all right. Kels, would you take a moment and pray over the, Joe's request and for the worship team? Absolutely, pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we just wanna thank you so much for our worship team. Um, we thank you for um, personally how they have taught me how to worship in a new way and how to make these songs that we sing on Sunday the banner and the fight words that we need to rejuvenate um, our hearts and to regain hope and to find rest and encouragement. Um, so Father, I'm, I'm so thankful that you have sent the perfect people to, to teach us what worship is and how to completely pour it out each Sunday when we're just feeling heavy. Um, but Father, I just wanna say thank you for sending them as my friends, um, people who have ministered to myself and to other people in our, in our church family. Um, and in such a large way, I'm so thankful that you sent them to our church and, and just the quality people that they are. Um, Father, we just continue to pray that they, our worship team grows deeper and wider. Um, we pray that you grow our team and that you bring more people into the fold because you know we know you have big plans in store and part of that is going to be bringing more people in. But Father, we also want to pray that you grow our team deeper and wider and so that we are always striving for excellence because you are worth it. Um, like Joe said, it's not that we um, get our, our musicians and our vocalists up here just to sing songs and fill time, but Father, you help them, you move their hearts and stir their, their hearts so that we can be encouraged, that we can lift our heads on hard days. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm so excited to see how you're gonna grow the team, how you're gonna move the team, and in, in process, how you're going to use them to move our, our church family. Um, God, thank you. Thank you for these worship team members. Thank you for my friends. Um, we love you and we thank you for everything. Amen. Amen, amen. Well, hey, I got some requests too, so don't sneak off y'all. Uh, so, hey, uh, I got just some church-wide uh, prayer requests, all right? This is for, uh, not specifically the kids of the worship, but uh, just us, all right, the Refuge Church family. I want to pray for uh, salvations and baptisms. Uh, that's the mission of Refuge Church. We exist for everyone to know Jesus and to become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. And then I want to, I want to pray for salvations and baptisms. I want to pray for deeper connections. We need one another. And so I want to pray that we would have deeper connections with God, we'd have deeper connections with one another, and that we would have deeper connections with our community. That people would know Refuge Church is a place they can come when they're hurting and they need help, when they need a place to heal. And we're not gonna try to fix them, we're just gonna introduce them to Jesus and let him do what he does. 
And the last thing I want us to pray for is to, to pray for our team. We just added some people to the team. So Jill and Daniel, right? I, it's super proud of me, but I can't see you. Jill and Daniel, right? This is your cue. Come on up, right? Uh, let's pray for them. Yeah, yeah, give it up. <clears throat> so Daniel, you just had the privilege of hearing him lead us in song and worship, right? Daniel is our new worship coordinator, officially started January 1st, all right? What's up? I was going for the high five, but that's formal, okay. And this is Jill. Jill is our elementary class coordinator. Let's give it up for Jill. <laughs> um, and I'm excited. Uh, God has grown the team, and we need to pray for Joe, Daniel, Kelsey, Jill, uh, because as they seek to be difference makers for the kingdom of God, as we seek to take ground for the kingdom, all right, to form that wet concrete, to lead us into worship, lead us into the presence of God, the enemy does not like that, and they are going, the enemy is going to attack. And we want to saturate our team with prayer that they would be godly leaders, that they would be healthy leaders, that they would be faithful leaders. That's what we want. Not just today, but we want this to be the heartbeat of refuge, that prayer is what keeps us going, that we seek God to move and that he will produce much fruit. So as I, I'm gonna take a moment and we're gonna pray for the team. Would you just lift your hand up like this to just show you are in agreement with our prayers? All right, let's pray. God, we are so thankful for everything you've done in year two of Refuge Church. We are truly humbled that you would use us to do your work. Would you let year three be even greater because God, you are greater. Would you draw people to yourself that they would see an even, we would see an even greater number of salvations and baptisms to see you change lives. God, that is what we want. God, help us to connect with you deeply, connect with each other more deeply, and God, help us to connect with our community, to be your hands and feet to those around us. Lastly, God, would you encourage, protect, and guide this team to be faithful leaders in your church. Do not let the enemy discourage or distract, but God, give them a passion to see you do great things. God, let year three be so much greater than you could even say, think, or ask. Thank you for all you are going to do. As it is in Jesus' name, we pray, and all God's people said, amen. amen. You guys can have a seat. Thank you. your best foot forward. Be present. Be grateful. Be hopeful. Be generous. Be loving. Turn away from the past. Look forward with faith. now. Hey, it is a new year at Refuge, and we are start kicking off uh, this year uh, with a new series called Legacy. I think it's an appropriate time to think uh, about legacy. The beginning of the year, the beginning of a new year, 
uh, not just for a calendar year, but the beginning of a new year for refuge, year three. Over the next three weeks, we're gonna look at legacy, legacy at three different layers. Today, we're gonna look at, at self. And next week, we're gonna uh, open it up with our family. What does that mean in the context of family? And lastly, we're gonna look at leaving a legacy for your faith. When you talk about legacy, it's really what are you investing in? Right, when you think of mine, the word legacy, I wonder what comes to mind for you. What are you investing? I know for me, when I think of legacy, I think about my kids. Got three little rugrats, right? Two of them are in here. They're ornery, right? It's all good. <laughs> He's quick with it too. That's an apple tree situation right there. So uh, he got me back on that. But I, when I think about legacy, I think about my kids. And I also pause and I think uh, one day uh, about my grandkids, what kind of legacy am I leaving for them? A lot of people think legacy, and it's almost like you immediately just, our society has thought, we immediately shift to like wealth management. Like how am I going to be a financial blessing when I'm gone? And I think, yes, finances are a part of that. Don't be foolish with your money, the money God has given you. But I think to have that narrow of a view in regards to legacy, to only look at the money, uh, would be a huge disservice to my family. Let me, let me just give you an example. If Kelsey and I were to leave an, a large inheritance to our children, all right, pastor and teacher, that just screams bukus of dollars, right? But if we were to leave a, a large inheritance to our children, but we didn't teach them how to live lives that honor God and love and respect the people around them, that money would not be a blessing, it would be a curse because they don't know how to live life as God has designed them to live. It wouldn't be much of a legacy if it's missing those crucial parts about who they are, if it's missing how God has designed them to be. I don't know if you know this, but God designed you to connect them. Uh, St. Augustine has a famous quote and it says, our hearts are restless until it rests in you. God designed us to connect with him. That's actually our word for year three at Refuge Church. Our one word for the year is connect. God designed you, he created you, he hardwired into you a desire to connect with him. You're to connect with him, you're made to connect with others, with your friends, your family, your church. And if you're like me, you might be sitting there going, how does connecting with God and with others have anything to do with legacy? All right, I love it when your questions are right in line with my notes. It's actually really simple. You cannot give what you do not possess. You cannot give something that you do not have. Let me, let me give you an example of this. Do you, do you, like, just raise your hands. Do you know somebody who is just like incredibly tightly round? Like they are incredibly stressed out. They are the most anxious and just nervous person. You go, you guys are very peaceful. Nobody's raising their hands, right? Okay, tell me you guys. You guys, you guys know, imagine that person who's always incredibly anxious. They're always just wound up. They're stressing out about this, that, and the other. And they come up to you and they're like twitching because they're shaking so much, they just, they can't relax. And they say, hey, just relax, take a chill pill. Are you going to relax? Are you going to take a chill pill? This isn't going to work. You cannot give what you do not possess. We need to first connect with God. If you want to leave a legacy that matters, if you wanna make an investment that pays greater dividends than any other investment, on this earth, any other investment on this earth, nothing pays a greater dividend than connecting with God. You cannot give what you do not possess. 
It's, uh, anxiety is contagious. Like that person coming up and being anxious around you, you're gonna, you find yourself around anxious people a lot, you're gonna find yourself being more anxious. But it's true the other way too. If you are around peace-filled, worry-free, godly people, you will find that same peace. Here's the deal. When you connect with God, you are connecting with the prince of peace, and he will give you what he has, right? He will give you what he possesses. He will give you peace. He will give you love. He will give you joy, and he will give you a greater measure of everything he has, and what he has, no one else has. He's the only one who possesses that kind of joy. He's the only one who possesses that kind of love. He's the only one who possesses that kind of peace, and he freely gives it to us, if we would just connect with him. We connect with God because he has the power to transform lives, to change people's souls. Here in a bit, we're gonna do some baptisms. We've got people who are gonna say that Jesus has saved me. He has made me new by the power of the gospel. And you know what? I wanna go public with my faith. They wanna share what God has done. They wanna share that they are connecting with their savior. Just a reflection question for you just to chew on. If you would call yourself a Jesus follower, what's stopping you from having a meaningful connection with your savior? And I think we can have a long laundry list of just things that we would have there. That we can, oh, I don't have the time. I'm too busy. I got this, that, and the other. I got all these things. Make it a priority to connect with God. You know how much he loves and he cares for you. He wants the best for you. Don't neglect spending time with him. If you're a Jesus follower, don't, don't put it at the bottom of the list. Put him at the top of the list. And I promise you, things will fall into place. We, we need to connect with God. If you wouldn't call yourself a Jesus follower, maybe you're just here to support someone getting baptized. Maybe you're just here because uh, you're checking it all out. If you're not a follower of Jesus, hear me on this. When you connect with him, you will find love, joy, and peace at a level that you will not find anywhere else. It isn't available. It's found in him alone. But we need to connect uh, with God. If we want to leave a legacy that's worth leaving, we have to start by connecting with God because we cannot give what we do not possess. So connecting with God, that's, that's the first part of the equation. But we also need to connect with those around us. The truth is that you can't connect with everybody. But you can be intentional about who you connect with. You never know what my, God might do through one simple connection. <clears throat> uh, just a, a little example here. Uh, several months ago, Joe, right? Joe's last name is Coffee. His initials are JC, and he looks like Jesus. Is that not awesome? Okay. Uh, but Joe... Uh, was at a restaurant, and, and before he was about to leave, he had someone, a friend, tell this friend said, hey, I've got a friend who's coming in. He plays music. You should meet him. And Joe waited a bit to meet his friend's friend. Uh, and his friend's friend is Daniel, who was just up there, our new worship coordinator, right? Now, hey, here's the deal. There were, uh, yeah, we can clap for Daniel. Daniel, all right, we'll clap for Dan. Yeah, all right. Some of you guys were excited about that. Uh, here's, here's my point. There was a lot of dominoes that fell into place between that moment, hey, meet my friend of my friend, and welcome Daniel, our new worship coordinator. 
There's a lot of dominoes that fell in between those two truths. But it all started with what? A connection to say, hey, I want to get to know someone. You don't know what one simple connection might do. You need to connect with God. You need to connect with those around you. A connection, it could be a breakthrough for you to go to the next level with your faith, with your family. Or maybe the connection is not for you, but it's an opportunity to be a blessing to somebody else. That is a legacy worth leaving, to pour into others, to be a blessing to the other people around you, to not make it all about me. We all need connection, and we need to give connection to others. Oftentimes, you don't know how badly someone needs connection until it's too late. Don't miss the opportunity to connect with someone and to be an encouragement to them. There is uh, some strength in connection. Uh, even, even trees know the power of connection. Uh, we have some trees in our, in our world that they are ridiculously strong because they have connected down deep into the earth. Their strength comes from going down deep and connecting there. I don't know if you've seen those. They just got these huge, they got these tap roots that just go straight down. But there are, there are other trees and they are ridiculously strong, uh, not because they've gone deep, they have done the exact opposite of that, because they go out sideways. They don't find their strength to withstand the storms by being deep. They stand through the storm because they are connected to the other trees around them. Uh, let, me, let me give you an example. Uh, my my father-in-law used to have uh, this big tree in his backyard, and there was a big storm, and this giant, like, huge, super mature, like, I mean, it was big. It fell down with the storm, but its roots were still in the ground, and I don't know if it was like a day, the next day, a couple days later, they went out there, and this sucker just went, whoop. If I'm lying, I'm frying, all right? This tree stood up. It's like, I thought that tree was down. It just, whoop, came right back up. Had deep roots. It, it actually fell and came back up. Its roots restored it. That you can actually go online and find other trees. Uh, you can find videos where there's literally like a whole cluster of trees and they are all coming up out of the ground, but then they come back down, not because they have deep roots, but because they are connected together. They have surrounded themselves with others that are gonna keep them strong. They're connected to the trees around them. I think there's a lesson for us. We need to grow deep with God and to connect with him, to give us that strength to go deep with him. And we also need to connect with those around us so that we can offer each other strength. There might be a day where you need the strength. Maybe the next day they need the strength. But if you're not connected, neither one of you gets it. You need each other. I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say when I say connect is that we can't do it on our own. We can't do it on our own. Can I, can I personalize a little bit? You can't do it on your own. I can't do it on my own. I can't. John 15, uh, verses 4 through 5, is Jesus talking again. He says, remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. You cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me, remain in Jesus Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. 
last part here. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We can't do it alone. You, you can't do it alone. I can't do it alone. We need Jesus. We need him. If you haven't been connecting with God, can I encourage you today? Uh, find 10 minutes. Open the Bible. No, open the Bible app. Read some scripture and then just pray. Talk to your father. And the first time you do that, you're going to hear angelic voices in your house. You're going to get a halo over your head. And it's going to be the most beautiful moment you've ever experienced right then. Wrong, right? I, I do pray that you would get into the word and that it would be a sweet time with the Lord. But sometimes it takes a little bit of time to develop a new rhythm. Give yourself some grace. Just be intentional about connecting with God. I heard somebody describe it along these lines of, hey, the first time you mop a really dirty floor and you wring that mop out, how, how gross is that mop water? It's pretty, it's pretty nasty, right? Get rid of it. And then the second time you mop it, what happens? That mop water gets a little clearer. And then and you keep doing it. And as you keep doing it, what happens? The water gets cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. It doesn't get so dirty. That first time you connect with God, it might feel like this is kind of messy. It's all right. He's okay with your mess. But if you keep connecting with him, I promise you, he will change your life. We can't do it on our own. We need to connect with God. Because you can't do it on your own, we not only need to connect with God, we need to connect with others. Church, this is really the part where we rally around each other and carry one another's burdens. I don't mean it in some weird get together and tell someone your deepest, darkest secret. That sounds like a nightmare to me, right? But what I am talking about is connecting with someone, maybe over coffee, maybe over lunch. Say, hey, how's life? How's your family doing? Asking, hey, how, how can I pray for you? Or, or maybe you, you know things aren't going well for them. And it's just meeting up, saying, I know you've got a lot going on. I just want you to know I got your back. Maybe they don't need your solution, maybe they just need a friend. Sometimes that's what you just need is a friend. Can I challenge you, church, to connect with someone this week in a new way, to encourage them, to just let them know you're in their corner, meet up with them, shoot a text or an email, be intentional about connecting with those around you because we need each other. We cannot do it alone. And this is what makes me so excited about the gospel. Jesus didn't leave us on our own. He actually looked at us and he didn't look at us, rather. He did not look at us and say, what a mess, right? Which we all are. Me too, right? He saw us. He saw our mess. And he didn't say, I don't want no part of that. He said, they are mine. Those are my people. He didn't just uh, let us cover up our mess or try to hide our mess. No, he removed our mess. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west, he has removed our sin. Jesus died on the cross so that he could pay the price for our sins. But he didn't just die. He rose from the grave. And when he rose, he defeated death, sin, and shame, and he offers salvation to all who will follow him. That's what that water represents. That's what baptism represents. 
It doesn't save you. It's a picture of what he's done for you. We get into the water. Jesus came to this earth and he lived. We go under the water like Jesus died and we rise out of the water. Jesus was raised back to life by the spirit of God. It's a picture of what he's done for you. Baptism is going public with Jesus, telling everyone that my faith is in Jesus, that you believe he lived, died, and he rose again. What guess people are gonna do that today? Gonna get baptized, and I am so excited for them. So excited for them. Uh, but full disclosure, as soon as I knew we were having baptism today, I have been praying that if you were here today, your faith is already in Jesus, but you have not yet been baptized. My prayer is that today would be the day. That today you'd say, I've given my heart to Jesus, I've, ar I've already done that, and I want everyone in here to know that my faith is in Jesus. To go public, say, I'm doing it today, I'm not hiding from it, I'm not running from it, my faith is in him, and I want everybody to know if that's you, you're a follower of Jesus, but you've never been baptized, you've never gone public with what he's done for you, what's holding you back? I wanna remove every obstacle, everything that's holding you back. You might be sitting there thinking right now, I would totally get baptized today, but I didn't bring any shorts or a shirt. Guess what? We got you covered, all right? Hey, you can't pray for rain and not bring the umbrella, all right? I'm praying that somebody's gonna get baptized today who didn't even know they were gonna do that today. We got everything ready for you. You're sitting there thinking, I ain't got an extra set of drawers. Guess what, ladies and gents, we got brand new undies over there and you can keep them, we do not want them back. You might be thinking, I I'm a Jesus follower, but in all seriousness, I don't wanna get baptized because of, don't look for a reason to wait. Look for a reason to obey. Jesus is calling you to obedience. Can I offer you a little encouragement if that's you? If you're thinking, I'm a Jesus follower, but I've never taken that step of being baptized, just a little encouragement. Everyone in this room will be so excited and proud of you to take that step of obedience of getting baptized today. We will be so excited to celebrate with you. In the back, by that lamp back there, there's Don, he's waving his hand, and my wife Kelsey's gonna go back there too. If you wanna get baptized today, Daniel's gonna begin to sing us in song. And so as soon as he begins to sing, if you wanna get baptized, would you just go back there to Don or to Kelsey, and they will get you all taken care of. They'll get you the clothes, everything you need. Maybe you're nervous to go alone. Grab the person of the hand who's next to you, the person who brought you, and ask them to go with you. I promise you they will say yes. Here's what I want you to hear. There is no pressure from me. But if the Spirit of God is calling you to take that step, that step of baptism today, don't wait. As soon as Daniel begins to sing, go to the back if you're ready to be baptized. Let's worship together.